Welcome to Project Lakuta Sichis. We will be learning today Sikh Bays of Parshish Kisavai in Chelik uh, Yudalit, page 99. The Sikha here is a Sikha on the last few Rashis of this week's Parsha. I strongly suggest before you learn the Sikha, take out a Chumash, take a look at the last eight Psukim of the uh, Parsha and at the Rashis there, and then you'll understand and enjoy the Sikha much more. The Sirma said Towards the end of the parsha, it says, "Vayikra Moshe called Yisrael, 'Vayem aleim atem reisem hamasis agdeilos.' Moshe calls the Eden and tells them, 'You've seen the great miracles.' And it goes on to, to talk about different things that happened to Eden. And then the pasuk says, 'Vlo nosan Hashem lochem lev ladas ve'naim liros ve'naim l'shmoya adayomazeh.' And you didn't have the Eved didn't give you a heart to understand, and eyes to see, and ears to hear, or to listen until today." And Rashi explains in these words as follows. What you were lacking until now is, you didn't recognize the Abish's kindness, and you didn't attach, you didn't connect to Hashem, Dveikus. So the Rebbe has the following questions on this Rashi. Aleph number one, how does Rashi know that the word Ladas in the Pasik includes two details? Aleph, Lahakes Chazde Kodesh Baruchu, recognizing Hashem's kindness, and Beis, Vilidovik Bai, and also to connect to Hashem. How do we know that it includes these two things? That's one question. Second question, Beis, Loma Maitik, Gamas Ateveis, Vilinosan, Hashem, Lochem. Why when Rashi explains the words Lev Ladas, what Ladas entails, does Rashi also bring from the Pasik the words, V'leinosan Hashem Lachem? Hareinim Mefarash Elelev Ladas, he's only explaining the words Lev Ladas, Lahakiras Chazde Kadesh Baruchu Chulu. Gimel, the third question, Bemashakasa V'leinosan Ladas, when it says that Ebesha didn't give you this ability, this understanding, Hakavano Lachayr Ladas, Haniska Lefneza, it refers to understanding and appreciating what was mentioned before, Hamasis, Agdeilis, Ha'isis, Ha'amavsin, the miracles and wonders that Yidin experienced coming out of Mitzrayim and being in the Midbar. Why is the term that Rashi uses that it's the kindness of the Ebishter? A miracle and kindness are two different things. There is a kindness that the Abisha gives without any miracle. And on the other hand, not every miracle performed is for the purpose of kindness. For example, you have the ten makis that are for the purpose of punishing the Mitzrayim. It's not an union of chesed. So the Pasik clearly speaks about masais, oisais, maivsin, miracles, and Rashi speaks about chazdei HaKadosh Baruch Why does Rashi do that? This is the first Rashi on this subject which the Rebbe discusses. Now the Rebbe goes on weiter to the next psukim. That Ebesha hasn't given you this recognition until today. What exactly is this day that we're speaking about? Umafarish Rashi explains as follows. Shamaiti, I heard. This day is the day that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote and gave us a fetera to Bnei Levi. As it says in Parshas Vayelach, Vayitna Lakayin Bnei Levi, that Moshe wrote a sefer and gave it to Bnei Levi. And what happened? Bo Kol Yisrael of Nei Moshe Vamru Loi. All Yidden came to Moshe Rabbeinu and said to him, Moshe Rabbeinu, 
We were also there at Har Sinai. We also received the Tere. It was given to us. Why are you giving a Tere and placing your Shevet in control of the Tere? And then the Levim are going to tell us in a day tomorrow, the Tere was not given to you. The Tere was only given to us. And Moshe was very happy when he heard this. And on, on this, on this uh, complaint that the Yidin had. And therefore Moshe Rabbeinu said to the Yidin, Oh, today you've become a nation. Which means, It's today that I understood that you want to, uh, to, to attach and be one with the Ebishter. You desire to be one with the Ebishter. As Moshe Rabbeinu saw, by the fact that they desire to have the Torah just like the Levim did. So that's what's special about Ayayim Azeh, where Moshe Rabbeinu said, today I see that you recognize the kindness of the Ebishter, and today you want to be connected to the Ebishter. So the Rebbe says, we have a question on this Rashi here. The expression that the Pasuk here uses, Ad until today. It's mentioned a few times in Torah. At the end of the Torah, what does it Nobody knew where Moshe Rabbeinu is buried until today. The meaning of Ad in all of these cases means until this day, including this day. Includes this day as well. What's the difference over here? That we're talking about until today, but not including today. Today, I actually understand that you're connected to the Abishter. You're one with the Abishter. So what, change, what changes over here that Rashi is saying, the Pshat and the Pasik, that means until today, but not including today. Ad Ad Rashi says that this is a pshat, that he doesn't have a source for it. He heard this pshat. He heard this pshat from his teachers. So that's the first general question on this Rashi. The pshat here in the Pasuk is going to be, until today, not including today. Different than everywhere else in the Torah. Then there are the following questions in Rashi. Aleph, betainas b'nei Yisrael, nemar, the claim, the complaint that you didn't have, what are they saying to Moshe Rabbeinu? We kibalnu esatayda, we also received the tayda, v'nitna lono, and it was given to us. L'chayda, ipcha'ava le'lameyma. It should have been the opposite. B'tchilo nitna lono, first Yidin should be saying that the tayda was given to us. V'achakach v'kibalnu esat. And only afterwards do they say that we received it. First you give and then you receive. Why does Rashi say it the other way around? Bays, the next question here is Hataina. What's the Yidin's complaint? Why are you placing the Bnei Levi in control of the Stater? Mashma, so this expression of Mashlit, that you're putting them in control, so it seems that the Yidin are not complaining that they don't have the Tater, the Tater is Shaykh to all Yidin. Mesh Rabbein is giving the Bnei Levi an advantage and a control over it. That's what it seems from this word in Rashi. 
But But if you look at the continuation of Rashi's words, what was the Eden's concern? That the Levim were going to say to the Eden that the Torah wasn't given to you. So if so, the complaint of Eden should have been much stronger. Why are you giving the Torah away? You're giving it away to your Shevet. That's the complaint they're going to be having as Rashi continues. So why does Rashi use the term Mashlet? What's the actual cause of the whole concern? The fact that Moshe Rabbeinu writes a Torah and gives it to Bnei Levi. So the right expression to be used over here is not ma'atomashlit, but why are you giving? Why are you giving a Torah only to Bnei Levi? What's this term that Rashi uses here, mashlit, that you're putting them in control? Gimel, another question is, in the order of the way things happen, it would have been more fitting to say, that the Eden's complaint is that the Levim are going to say, the Torah is given to us, and that is the proof that it's not given to you. Since Moshe Rabbeinu wrote for us a Torah, so that's the reason why we now say that it's not given to you. That's the right order, the way it should be written. But Rashi says it the other way around, that the Eden are complaining that the Levim are going to say, it wasn't given to you, it was given to us. Why does Rashi write it the other way around? The Rebbe goes on to the next Rashi here in this Parsha. Then the Torah continues and says, I guided you around in the midway for 40 years. And then you arrived to this location, right outside there at Yisrael. And then Sichon came out to fight with you. And you fought him away, or fought him back, and you took his land, you conquered his land. And now, Moshe Rabbein is warning Yidin that they should keep the bris. What's the pshari? You arrived at this place. Now, you see yourself with greatness and honor. Do not rebel against the Ebeshter. And don't have your heart feel high and be a Balgaiva. And you should continue keeping the bris of the Torah. That's Rashi's pshat. So here again, the Rebbe has a few questions on what, what's Rashi saying here. So the first and basic question is, What's Bechlal not understood in these words and you arrive to this place? That Rashi has to explain something. In all the Pesukim before, it talks about Nisim that happened to Yidin. In this Pasuk itself, it continues, It talks about the miraculous uh, victory over Sichon and Oik. So how is it possible that right here, when we're mentioning all these great miracles that happened to Yidin, and when miracles happen, what does that bring about? Vayaminu, that brings about, it strengthens your Amun and the Ebishta, as we see it as it happened after Kriyas Yamsov. So Rashi says, why are we saying all of this? Because this is all explaining that we have to warn Yidin that they shouldn't rebel against Hashem. Really? If Yidin see all these Nisim, this is a reason to warn them that they shouldn't rebel against Hashem? Gimel, another question here is, Madua rak 
אתו אתם רואים עצמכם בגדולו וחובת חולו, יסר ממשרו עצמם בכל זמן היסם במדבר. Why is Rashi saying that it's right now, here, after the victory against Sichem v'oig, that Yidin see themselves with greatness and honor? More than the rest of the time when they were in the Midbar. Yidin experienced the Kriyas Yamsov. Yidin wore in the Midbar and saw miracles every day. Yidin didn't see themselves then with greatness and honor. What happened now that Rashi is saying, Atta, something changed here and now. Dalit, another question. Ma'im on yonim, the Gdullah What are the two things Rashi mentions here, greatness and honor? What are they? Dalit. The Rebbe goes on weiter and quotes the continuation of this Rashi. Now Rashi comes and explains. So something that goes back to what we began the Sikha here with today. Three Psukim earlier, and Rashi already explained it there before. And here Rashi adds a second Pshat. A second shot and that until today you don't have a level of das. What does this mean? A person does not really fully appreciate the depth of his teacher's understanding and his, his teachings until after 40 years. So to hear with the Yidin and the Eibishta. The Eibishta is not particular with Yidin until today. Now after 40 years, the Eibishta will be very particular because he expects more from you. And therefore the Eibishta is warning you, now there's higher expectations, you should keep this bris of Teda. That's the second shot Rashi brings here. But the Rebbe really is, has a question here. Why does Rashi wait three psukim to bring a second pshat on the Lenos Nashem Lechem Levladas? Why didn't Rashi bring this second pshat over there earlier when Rashi uh, says the first pshat on the Pasik itself? Bayes, another question here is Yidu Ashakasharashi Mefarish Bayes Perushim because of Echad. Anytime Rashi says to pshatim, Harezimitam Shabakolechad Mem Yeshkoshi Shene Bechavere. There's always a question in one pshat that you don't have in the other, and therefore Rashi has to bring two pshatim. Elisharishain who ikke vekarv yesel of Shutisho Mikra. The first pshat is always the, um, the one that's closer to the pshat, and therefore it's brought first. So, right here, the pirish v'leinosan ladas, ma'awa k'ishi b'chol pirish ma'ashnayim. What's the question that Rashi has in each one of these uh, explanations? And how is the first pshat of Rashi better and closer to simple pshat than the second pshat of Rashi? Gimel, another question here is, B'shnei HaPirushim, Shebedibra Maschal. In both, in both of the Pshatim uh, that Rashi brings, over here in this Rashi, B'tavoyu, B'dibra Maschal, B'tavoyu, M'sayim Rashi, B'divri HaKosov, Shebesiyam HaParsha, U'shmartem Ezdivri HaBris. So it concludes with the words, U'shmartem Ezdivri HaBris. Ela, and the same thing also the second time. When Rashi brings the second shot, Rashi also concludes with the words of Shmartim as Divriya Bris. In the second shot, Rashi adds the word Vigaymer. What's the reason for this Vigaymer? See how precise in the Rebbe's view every single word in Rashi is. Once there is no Vigaymer, and once there is a Vigaymer. So, what's the difference? So, we have many, many questions over here on three different Rashis. And the Rebbe will now explain over here the theme and the flow of all of these psukim in the end of Parshish Kisavai. Let's see. Fabir because so the explanation over here is as follows. Tachlis amuchuvim bedivri parshazu. The point 
and the purpose of what's being said in this parsha, bomb of Furish Basiyuma, is clear and spelled out at the end. Meshabe is warning Yidin to fulfill Tayra mitzvahs, to keep the bris and to be wise and fulfill all the mitzvahs. Hainu, Shaim Divre these are words of Moshe Rabbeinu warning Eden, encouraging Eden to do Taita Mitzvahs. That's the theme of the Pasha in general terms. So now, we find before this in Taita, especially in Chumash Dvarim, that Moshe Rabbeinu has already rebuked Eden and encouraged Eden and so on and warned Eden many times. And nevertheless, Khan Makdim, here the Taita gives this introduction and says, Vayikra Moshe Kol Yisrael Vayemer Aleim. Meish Rabbeinu calls all the Eden again and he has a message to tell them. And he begins talking about what happened when they came out of Mitzrayim. So now the question is, what's really going on over here? What uh, changed over here? All of a sudden you have Meish Rabbeinu is, is calling Eden again to talk to them about what happened over, or from, from Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim for 40 years before. What's new about this? So we must say, there has to be some great chiddush over here with this musr and with this message that Moshe Rabbeinu is telling them that is not until now. Everything Moshe Rabbeinu said in Parshish Dvarim, Vashanan or Ekev, whatever was said before, there's something brand new over here in Vayikra. So that's the question. What exactly is new over here? What's going on? Especially if you look at the first few psukim where it just talks about what happened when Yidin came out of Mitzrayim. So it's this general question that Rashi is coming to answer. This is the foundation of what's going on over here. Rashi is going to show us what's the new message that Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the Yidin. So Rashi brings these words from the Pesukim, and with Leib Ladas as well. And here Rashi is answering a very simple and basic question, in the pshat of these words, how is it possible to say that Eden didn't have the understanding and the appreciation for the miracles that the Ebeshter did for them? It says clearly in the Psukim that the Eden definitely appreciated the, the, all the miracles and the Eden thanked the Ebeshter for them as well. They believed in Hashem, they sang the Shira. When it came to celebrate Pesach, a second, the second year, and they wanted to thank the Ebishter, and there were a few individuals that couldn't, they complained, they also wanted to join in thanking the Ebishter and bringing the carbon Pesach. So the Eden definitely appreciated and thanked the Ebishter for the miracles. So how could the Pesach say that Hashem has not given you a Lev Ladas? So Rashi is not simply explaining the two words of Lev Ladas, what that entails, but Rashi is explaining, Bechlal, how is it possible to say, It's not true, the Yidin thanked the Ebishter. So that's where Rashi brings all of these words from the Pasik before he explains his Pshat. So therefore Rashi explains, That you, don't, you didn't have the recognition of the Abish's kindness, the chasadim. Lahadgish, what Rashi is emphasizing with this is, ladas, this he didn't have the recognition. It doesn't refer to what is mentioned before, the Eden coming out of Mitzrayim and the great miracles that happened then. 
it goes on what it's going to say afterwards. And these are miracles. They were also miraculous. But what the Pasuk is mainly referring to is the 40 years, the time period Yidin wore in the Midbar where they had the mun and they had their clothing that was always cleaned and washed for them for, through the Ananiya covet. That is what we're referring to. That it's this, this experience of the 40 years of the Eivishtus Chasadim that the Yidin did not recognize. So the Rebbe explains on a little bit of a deeper level here the, dip, the difference between uh, a Nes and Chesed, the two terminologies. The Torah say, speaks before about the term Nes, but Rashi says that V'leinos Nashem Lechem Lev Ladas refers to the Chesed of the Eivishter throughout 40 years. So Vabir the Pshat is as follows. Nes, a miracle means that it's something that's unusual, out of the nature. Different than what you're used to, what the, what the nature is. When you have a miraculous behavior that's happening for a long period of time and you become accustomed to it, so a person doesn't treat it as a miracle. It becomes the new normal. That's nature. Just like any habit becomes second nature. So the way the Evisha treats Yidin for 40 years in the Midbar became the new normal. This situation with Yidin in the Midbar was for 40 years. The Yidin saw that it's the Ebesh's kindness. All of their needs are taken care of them for, for them. But... The miracle aspect of it, that it's something that's different and unusual, that Yidin didn't sense for the 40 years. So therefore, Rashi, when he says, Chazdi HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is telling you that the Pasuk here is not referring to the miracles that happened, the great miracles of Kriyas Yamsuf and Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, but it's referring to the 40 years that Yidin had, this ongoing treatment of the Ebeshter in this way, and therefore the Yidin saw it as chasadim, but not as miracles. Mois, if Rashi, and not Rashi says, so the Yidin didn't appreciate this chesed of the Ebishter, and Rashi says, and to attach and to connect to the Ebishter. So Rashi is explaining what's the point here, what's the new message that Moshe Rabbeinu was saying with this Musra that he's telling them. If you really recognize the chesed of the Ebishter, the automatic Result should be that dveikus, you should be, become one with the Ebishter. Why is that? So the Rebbe explains. Nes, if you experience a miracle, Payol, what does that cause? Yire, that a person, it's a tremendous awe in, in a very uh, auspicious occasion or something unusual that happens. So it brings about Yire Pshuta, whether a basic level of Yire or Yire Sarayimimus, or seeing how great the Ebishter is, or a Muna, Shukayachal. It strengthens your amunah to see how powerful the Ebishter is, or anything similar. But if you're talking about a kindness of the Ebishter, the Ebishter is giving you, there's a closeness, there's a love. That doesn't bring about awe, that brings about closeness. And if you're talking about great miracles, not miracles, sorry, great chasadim of the Ebishter, the kindness of the Ebishter, and that's, it's constant, so this is a very big expression of closeness of the Ebishter, so this should bring about a Dveikus, that you become close to the extent that you become one with the Ebishter. So this is the automatic result of recognizing the greatness of the Ebishter that Moshe Rabbeinu was demanding of Yidin, that if you really do understand what's going on over here, 
then you appreciate for the 40 years that the gave you the man and everything else you needed in the Midbar, so this should automatically bring about naturally a dveikus, to be one with the so until today, you did not recognize the kindness of the Ebishter. So you're also lacking in the Dveikus, in the oneness with the Ebishter. And therefore you didn't have to be warned. That you should keep the Torah mitzvahs. Just like over here, the Yidin did not recognize the greatness of the Abishter and the kindness of that, the kindness of the Abishter and the Dveikus that you would come automatically was not there. So Moshe Rabbeinu was telling them, until today you didn't recognize the greatness of the Abishter. And this is part of Moshe Rabbeinu's message of why he's warning them that they should keep the Abishter's bris. But now, according to this Pshat, it ever continues. That the Yidin did not recognize the Ebesh's Chesed and they didn't have that Dveikus. So now we can't say that that means that including today they still don't have that level of Dveikus. That they still don't recognize and they still didn't have Dveikus. It already says earlier, when Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to Yidin, Until today they didn't recognize. But today they had Dveikus. It says, So this message Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, that you did not recognize the greatness of the Ebishter, means until today. But it can't be including today as well. That's why Rashi says that it's Vuloyad Bachlala, it doesn't include today. Okay, now the Rebbe here says, although this Raya from the Pasik Vatimat Vekim, that now they do experience Dvekos, is not necessarily a conclusive Raya. We could squeeze and say, It says before Dvekim, and Dvekim means the highest level of Dvekos, it doesn't qualify the Dvekos. But still we can say that that expression of Dveik is there is related to what it says before. Because it says Ve'atem. So it's a continuation to before. And what did it say before? It talks about following of Baal And then it says Ve'atem Adveikim. But you, Beheipech Mizem, and Akotza Lakotza, the Eden are on the other extreme. One, loy halach they don't follow Baal Poer, and two, you follow the Ebishter, and three, you say to him, is it the Vekim Bavaylekechem? You're one, you connect to the Ebishter. So the Dveikim is just a contrast to serving Avedizara, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the expression of Dveikim here is a high level of Dveikus that's related to the theme we're talking about here, which is a Dveikus when you're Makke, when you recognize Chazdei Akadosh Baruch. Vadayin. This dveikus here, not following by the Zara and following the Ebishter, is not yet talking about a level of dveikus related to fulfilling mitzvahs. And actually here the Rebbe shows us that there's various different levels in dveikus. And we had this on a Sikha before in Parshas Re'eh, where the Rebbe spoke about different dargas and dveikus. And the Rebbe brings it up, the kids are over here again. You have dargas oladavka boy. You have the level of oladavka boy, which Rashi speaks about earlier. Hadbeik b'talmidim u'bechachomim u'malen yalecho ki ilin itbakta boy. When you connect the talmidim and chachomim as if you're connecting to the Eibush to himself, v'cholu. Oy darge b'dveikus shebepirish Rashi kan, and then we have the dveikus that Rashi mentions right here. Shezeboy the akoras chasadim gedolim. When you recognize great kindness of the Eibush to. 
similar to the concept of Bikurim, where you bring Bikurim and you're recognizing and appreciating what the Ebishter gave you. And then you have another level of Dvekas. is the highest level of Dvekas. Which follows after everything the Pasuk Vir says in Parshas Re'ei, and then it says, So that's a very high level of Dvekas. So what we see here is, there are many different levels of Dvekas. So the fact that it says in Parshas Vazchanon, that today Yidin do experience Dvekas, is not necessarily a raya that at this point Yidin already were Makech and therefore as a result they experienced Dvekas. Not necessarily. But that's a lower level of Dvekas. That's only in contrast to serving Avedi Zara. But over here we're talking about a level of Dveikus, which is connected to the fact that Yidin are being makir in the Eivish's chasadim. However, the Rebbe does not accept this. The Rebbe says, B'deichich, he could say so. But the fact is, it does say, Hadveikim and Parshas Vaschan on Stam. So therefore, Dveikim Stam means that the Yidin did reach the highest level of Dveikus, at least the level of Dveikus we're speaking about over here, of recognizing the Eivish's chasadim, and therefore having a Dveikus as a result. So therefore, at this point, what are we talking about? A level of dveikus that the Eden already did experience. So therefore, ad hayoyim means until today, not including today. So therefore Rashi explains, shekavanas akosiv he, so what the Pasuk here is saying is, ad that today the Eden did begin recognizing the greatness of the Ebishter. But if that's what happened, something changed today. That today Moshe Rabbeinu saw an indication that now you didn't recognize the greatness of the Ebishter and they had Dveikos. What changed? What new did Moshe Rabbeinu see in Klal Yisrael that was different than before that until this point they did not recognize the greatness of the Ebishter? So therefore Rashi says, Shamaiti, Hayayim I heard that on that day, as Rashi explains, the Torah was given to B'nai Levi, and the Yidin wanted to get the Torah as well. And the Rebbe explains exactly what happened over here, that this is an indication that Yidin were on a level of Dveikus. So here the Rebbe will explain the Pshat of where you see the Dveikus of the Yidin in this uh, complaint that they had when the B'nai Levi got the Torah. And we will answer all of the questions that we had on this Rashi that we asked before on Siv Beis. So now, let's see what happened here. The fact that Moshe Rabbeinu writes a Torah and gives it only to the B'nai Levi and not to the rest of the Yidin is very understood. This is the Shevet separated from the rest of the Yidin to serve in the Beis HaMikdash. Nemar and the Pasuk said, Lehem, it says to them, They don't have a portion in Eretz Yisrael. They are the army of the Ebishter to serve the Ebishter. No, none of their own occupation. They are the army to make sure that the Yidin will fulfill Teireh. And they're going to be the ones teaching the Yidin Teireh as well. So it's very understood why Moshe Rabbeinu gives Shevet Levi the Teireh. And it's clear in the Sukkim that Rashi over here is, is hinting to that Moshe Rabbeinu gives the Sefer to who? To the Leviim, the ones that carry the Aaron of the Ebishter. So all of this is understood. 
They're the ones that carry the Oren. They're the ones that serve in the base of Mikdash. They have no portion in Eretz Yisrael. They're going to be teaching the Yidin the Teireh. So they get the Teireh. Moshe Rabbeinu writes for a Teireh for them. But for a Tainihi, the complaint of Yidin is, Rak ma'atomashlit ez b'nei shiftucho olehachulu. Why are you placing your Shevet in control of it, of the Teireh? Which means, Yes, they were appointed and they're designated to be the ones to teach Yidin Teireh. In that sense, they have rulership over the Yidin. They're the teachers. But why are you writing a special Teireh for them and placing the Levim in control of the Teireh itself? They're the teachers. They're designated to work in the base of Mikdash. Fine. But by writing a special Teireh for them, you're putting them in control of the Teireh itself. And what's the concern that you didn't have? And the concern that you didn't have as a result of this is, The Levim are going to come, and in a day tomorrow, they're going to say to us the following thing. And the Rebbe here emphasizes the word Mochar, that this is in a day tomorrow, which means right now, B'nai Levi won't have this Taina, but in a day tomorrow, they're going to have this Taina. What's, what does it mean, a day tomorrow? The Mochar means once they enter into Eretz Yisrael. They're going to divide the land, and each one is going to have his place, and he's going to work in the field. Now B'nai Levi is going to say, take a look at what's going on over here. Take a look, you're in the land, and you're busy. You're busy working in the field, so the Teireh wasn't given to you. Which means as follows, Yes, you still have a connection to the Teireh, and not only that, you're still obligated to fulfill Teireh and Mitzvah. It wasn't fully given to you to be able to be busy with the Teireh all the time. You don't have control, you don't have the time in your hands to be able to learn Teireh all the time. We do, we, the Teireh was given to us, and we have the control of the Teireh all the time. So this is proof to the fact that the Teireh was given to us. So the Rebbe here answered the Diyukim, very Bekitzah here, but the Rebbe answered the Diyukim why it says Mashlet. The concern of Eden is not that the Bnei Levi are, not, are going to say that the Teireh does not belong to Eden at all, and they are, the Teireh was taken away from them. No, the Teireh belongs to all Eden, and they're obligated to fulfill Teireh mitzvahs. But who has the shlita? Who has all the time in their hands to be dedicated to the Teireh fully? Only the Bnei Levi. The Bnei Levi are going to turn to the Eden and say, look, your schedule doesn't allow it now. You have to work in the field. And this also explains why Rashi first says that the Bnei Levi are going to say, Loi lochem nitna. And then afterwards, Lonu nitna. Because the Bnei Levi's taina is going to be based not only in the fact that today Moshe Rabbeinu is giving them the Teireh, but also a taina that comes up machar, looking at the schedule of the Yidin then. They're going to see that the Yidin are working in the fields, and that's going to be the basis for them to say, look, you're working now in the fields, and therefore you don't have enough time to dedicate yourself fully to Teireh like us. So this now explains why Moshe Rabbeinu gave us the Teireh many years ago, in order to say that the Teireh belongs to us, and we are the ones that are to be fully dedicated to Teireh all the time. So this, is, this was really the complaint of Yidin. What they were essentially saying is that we're going to enter into Eretz Yisrael and the situation is going to change. We're not going to be able to be fully dedicated to the Teireh the way we were here in the Midbar. And this is going to be a legitimate Taina that the Levim are going to say to us. And now the Yidin continue and explain and say that we have an answer to this. This is not true. We want to continue having the same dedication to Teireh even later. We also stood at Ha'asinai. 
When does that begin? That begins at Rishchidosh 7. And then when the Yidin accepted and they said, Nasa, we will fulfill. When the Eidosh says, will you accept the Teireh? And the Yidin says, yes. And we accepted the Teireh. And only afterwards does Rashi say, In other words, the point over here is, we're not just talking about the fact that the Eidosh gave Teireh to Klal Yisrael. Of course the Eidosh gave Teireh to Klal Yisrael. And that was never the Yidin's concern. He never said that the Bnei Levi are going to fully take away the Teireh from us. That, yeah, you mechuyiv in Teireh mitzvahs, but you can't be as dedicated to the Teireh as fully as we are because we don't have to work in the fields. So the response of Yidin is not just the very fact that we got the Teireh. Yeah, we got the Teireh, but the response of the Yidin is, no, even before we got the Teireh, we stood there, we were dedicated, we accepted it. When the Ebesha asked, will you fulfill it? We said, yes, we accept it. And then the Ebesha gave us the Teireh. But the main thing the Yidin were focusing on is the fact that they accepted it willingly. And they dedicated themselves fully to the Teireh. And therefore we want to continue that dedication even after we enter into Eretz Yisrael. So why are you giving the Sefer Teireh only to your Shevet, to Bnei Levi? When Moshe Rabbeinu hears this, Somach. This made Moshe Rabbeinu very happy hearing the Yidin's demand. Omar, he said, The Yidin desired to be one with the Ebeshter. Not only did they thank the Ebeshter for miracles, that was Mitzirus Mitzrayim or Kriyas Yamsov, this is an indication that Yidin are really appreciating the Ebeshter's chasadim. The Yidin are becoming much closer and one with the Ebeshter. And because of that dveikos, it's the reason that they're demanding to continue that dveikos, even when they want to go into Eretz Yisrael, and there their schedule is not going to allow for a full dedication. So it's this, what happened at Yom this is the indication that the Yidin achieved the level of dveikos. And the Yidin must have recognized the chasadim of the Ebeshter and had this dveikos, and therefore they had that demand that they want to continue that dveikos even when they go into Eretz Yisrael. That's what Rashi is saying over here. So the point here is that Moshe Rabbeinu is talking to Yidin and he's telling them it took you many, many years to come to this recognition of dveikos. Finally, finally today, you, you came to this level where I see the dveikos that you have. Now, Rashi continues and explains there's something else that takes place now. There's something else that happens over here at this time, or at this place, where Moshe Rabbeinu is going to explain why he's concerned and why he's warning them that they have to be careful of what's going to happen in the future. You arrived at this place, as the Rebbe quoted Rashi before, and the Rebbe will explain it now. So what's Rashi coming to address? The basic question the Rebbe had is, What's Rashi answering here? These words are completely extra. If you look into the Psukim, it just seems like the Pasuk is continuing to talk about miracles that you didn't experience. The victory over Sichin and Oig, which the Pasuk says immediately after this. Why is the Pasuk saying these words and you arrive to this place? Just say the miracle that happened. What is it? So these words are simply extra in the Pasuk. That's what Rashi is coming to address. So from this Rashi proves that the point here in the Pasuk, This is not another detail of miracles that happened to Yidin. Moshe Rabbeinu is saying now a new point. This is going to explain 
why Moshe Rabbeinu has to warn Yidin right here now that they should remain connected and one with the Ebishter. Adato, until today, Yidin were dependent on the Ebishter's kindness every day. They never had leftovers from the month from one day to the next. So it is not that much of a concern that they will rebel against the Ebishter. Once you arrive to this place, now you're at the end of this time period being in the Midbar, you're going to enter into Eretz Yisrael. Now there is no man. So now the Yidin are going to be working on their own. Here you see yourself. You already begin to see yourself with greatness and honor. So here there's a concern that with time, So now the Abish's miracles will not, and the kindness of the Abish will not be there constantly. And the Yidin are going to be busy on their own, working for their own parnasseh, to gather their produce from the field. You may rebel, you may become haughty and high in your hearts to, to rebel against the Ebishter. As it says already in Parshish When you work on your own, so then you end up attributing whatever you do as your, as your, to yourself, your own accomplishments. That's the concern that Moshe Rabbeinu has now. So on one hand, <coughs> Moshe Rabbeinu sees Yidin at the end of the 40 years being in a very high level, at the peak. After the whole experience of 40 years, finally Yidin came to Dveikus. They came to a very strong connection to Hashem, as it was indicated by the fact that they demanded that they want to have the title like B'nai Levi. At the same time though, Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Yidin, but you've now arrived to a place where there's a new situation beginning. And this itself brings you to see yourself the greatness and honor that you yourself have, not outside of Eretz Yisrael, and that itself may cause you to rebel against the Ebishter. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu warns them about the future. And the Rebbe will spell out more in the next sif of exactly what happened in this Mokim Hazeh, that not only besides the fact that they were right outside Eretz Yisrael, and there's this transition that they're going to change into entering into nature, but what exactly happened at this place, that Moshe Rabbeinu has a basis to be concerned and say that there's something changing here. But now that Rebbe explains that Rashi is very precise and he says, that you see in yourself greatness and honor. This explains why there's really a concern over here that the Yidin might, their hearts might go out of control. Greatness is the way a person views himself. You consider yourself to be important. COVID is the honor that you get from someone else. So therefore, the Pasuk uses here a double expression that there's greatness and there's honor. It's not only the, your attitude and the, the way you view yourself, that you view yourself in greatness. That's something that may not continue later. Once they come to Eretz Yisrael and they'll be amongst other nations, they may not view themselves in that way. Yidin are in a minority amongst nations. So that necessarily wouldn't be such a great concern that this will be a greatness that will cause the Yidin to uh, rebel against Hashem. They actually got honor from nations around. And that's another reason and the, the basis of why Moshe Rabbeinu is concerned that in the future the Eden may come to rebel against the Abishur. So that's why Rashi says both terms, Gedullah and Kovit.
So lechein kishabol amakim azeh. So the Torah says these words about tavoyu al amakim azeh. They're not extra words. It's a new Indian. It's a new point. When you come right here, umaschila and hagativis, and now there's the transition from being in the midbar with the avishes chasadim constantly, going into the Eretz Yisrael where you have the nature that's going to take over. Yesh tzayrich lahazer b'miyuchad ushmartem es divrei abris hazais. Here, Moshe Rabbeinu has to warn them that even then, when you're going to be working in nature, you should still continue keeping Torah and mitzvahs. So this is really what's going on over here. As the Rebbe began, there's a Vayikra Moshe. Moshe calls and summons the Eden, and he has a special, mes- a, spe- a special message to tell them. That you're here right now after 40 years, and you're at the peak, at the height of your connection to the Ebeshter, a special Dveikus, as Moshe Rabbeinu saw in the Eden then. But at the same time, though, you're transitioning into a different place, and you already began, you're right outside there at Yisrael, and Moshe Rabbein is concerned about the future. That's the message here. So now, the Rebbe will spell out and explain more what happened over here <coughs> at Mokke Mazeh. What happens over here at this place? Aval Kosha. So there's a question here. When Yidin arrived to this place, when the Torah says they arrived there, what does the Torah say? What happened? The Torah says, what happened at that place? The story with Sichon and Oi? Sipon Nes, it's a miracle, v'gam chesed and a kindness, she'iril ibn Yisrael, and this seems to be just a continuation of the miracles that the Torah speaks about before. So why are we making this interruption? Of making the point that there's a, there's a transition here. You came to a place outside of Yisrael. Moshe Rabbein is concerned about this transition. Why is that say right here? That we finished a time period of 40 years. And we begin now a new time period of entering into Eretz Yisrael. And then the Torah continues to talk about the miracle of Sichon V'Oig, which seems to be the conclusion of this time period of 40 years in the Midbar. So there's something over here that's not understood. So the Rebbe explains here that when the Torah talks about the story of Sichon V'Oig, this is already the beginning of the new time period that Moshe Rabbeinu sees that happened today. It's not a continuation of speaking about the miracles that happened to the Yidin for 40 years in the Midbar. Babir Bezeh. So the Pshat is as follows. The Pirish Zeh, according to this Pshat of Rashi, Kan When the Torah says the story of Sichon V'Oig, he loyla had the Torah is not talking about the miracle that happened in this. On the contrary, this is something that Yidin will see in themselves, and they'll see themselves as great and as honorable. <coughs> Sorry. For the first time, Yidin are conquering a territory, and they're settling it. Shevet Ruvein, God, and half a Shevet Menashe is settling a territory. That's the theme of the Pasuk over here. That this is finally the first time a Yidin are conquering a certain territory, and then Yidin will attribute this to themselves, and they'll see themselves with greatness and honor that they now own a territory. So, Valpizem, so if that's the theme over here, we can see it now. The Rebbe says, take a look in the words of the Pasuk, you'll see. Look at the difference, the way the story of Sichon V'Oig is said earlier in Torah and Parshas Devarim, and the way it's written in Nach, and the way it's written right over here in this week's parasha. Shom over there, and the Rebbe quotes from a Pasuk in Nach, where that it's the Eibishter, emphasizing that it's a miracle that the Eibishter performed. That it's a victory from the Eibishter. 
What does the Torah here say? Vanakem vanikach. And we fought him back and we took the territory. Not mentioning that it came from the Eivishter. This is exactly the point here. Here the Torah is saying, Moshe Rabbeinu sees already this transitioning into a territory, begins already at this point, because they, they yash in a certain territory, and they can attribute it to themselves that it's ours, we accomplished this, we drove them out, and we settled this territory. So this is the Vatavoyu Adam the, the, the story of Sichem Va'oyeg is not to talk about a miracle that happened, but it's to say that he didn't conquer this territory, and this is the transition that Moshe Rabbein is concerned of and is warning them that they should continue with their dveikas to the Ebishter even after they enter into Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, so this is the conclusion of the first pshat explaining what Moshe Rabbeinu's message to the Yidin was, what the theme over here was. Now the Rebbe will point out some questions that there are in the first pshat which is, of course, the reason why Rashi has to bring a second shot. So, kosha. But we have the following questions. Aleph number one. Hashem hasn't given you the heart to recognize. As Rashi said, you haven't recognized the Abish's kindness. Since the Pasuk uses the term Hashem hasn't given you this recognition, that what prevented Yidin to recognize is from above, from the Ebishah, not Mitzad Yidin. And according to the, the Pshat Rashi saying here is that because it became something that was a habit every day, they had the man and the clothing every day, so the Yidin didn't recognize. But it's mashma that it's uh, some, like Nosan, there was something unique here that the Ebishah pre- prevents this. What, what, was that mean? what would that mean according to the first Pshat? Bay is another question. Going back to these words of Ad Ayoyimazeh, until today. Today the Yidin did recognize. On this day, Moshe Rabbeinu had an indication that the Yidin recognized because when he gave the Torah to Bnei Levi, the Yidin demanded it as well. So the Rebbe says there's two questions here. As we already mentioned before, so the meaning of Ad is different than usual. Ad always means including today. Over here it's, it's Veloyad Bechlal, it does not include today. So that's one difficulty. Bays. The story that the Torah speaks about in Parshas Vayelech, that Moshe Rabbeinu gave the Kainim, the Sefer it happened before what's written in this week's Parsha, that today you've become a nation. So the Torah is written out of order. That's what we're going to have to say, because that's the indication Moshe had of their dveikus, is that the, 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 the demand that he didn't have. So that's another difficulty. Tate is out of order. Gimel, a third difficulty here is, So what does Rashi say? So now you see yourself in greatness. So the question is, If the whole point over here is that now the Eden have, are already experiencing conquering a territory and living in the nature of the land. Therefore, there's a concern that they're going to rebel. Why are we at all mentioning the victory over Sichon and Oik, which was an open miracle? As already mentioned, clearly before in the Torah. 
you came to this place which is a Mokim Yishuv, a settled land, and you conquered the territory. So true, the Rebbe explained before that you could see in the Pasuk it says, Vanakim, Vanikach. But the Rebbe says, according to this Pshat, why are we at all talking about the victory over Sichon and If the whole point is just to say that the Yidin came to a point where they begin to conquer a territory, and therefore there's a concern that they're entering into Teva, so that's all it should say. You arrive to a place, you conquer a territory, and therefore I warn you to be careful with the Dveikas like you had it in the Midbar. Why is it at all mentioning Sichon and Oig, which immediately tells you that we're talking about a miracle, as it already said clearly before in the Teireh? So these are the questions that Rashi has on the first pshat. So therefore, after we learn Vatavoyu and we see how the first pshat of Rashi unfolds in all these psukim here, until here. So we have these questions on how the flow of the psukim work over here in the first pshat of Rashi. So therefore, here's where Rashi brings up the second pshat. Rashi waited first to explain the first pshat through all the psukim, and then you have the difficulties, including the difficulty over here in Vatavoyal HaMokkamazeh, and here Rashi brings the second pshat. The other pshat over here is as follows. A person doesn't recognize and get the depth of what his teacher is telling him until after 40 years. A completely different pshat. Not that Moshe Rabbein is concerned about the future because they're transitioning from such a high dveikis into the teva of the land and therefore Moshe Rabbein warns them. No, Adarabe. Moshe Rabbeinu sees how great the Eden are, that today the Ebishter gives them the ability to understand the depth and to connect to the Ebishter on such a high level. So what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to them is, also oh, there's high expectations. If you're on such a high level, so there's higher expectations of you now that you're going to enter into Eretz Yisrael. That's Moshe Rabbeinu's message. So this answers all the questions that we asked before. Aleph number one, V'leinosna Hashem Gaimer. That it's the Abishter that's giving the Eden this recognition. This is the way the Abishter created man. That a person does not naturally understand the depth of what's being given to him until 40 years later. So this is it's the nature Hashem created. When it says this day, this is part of the 40 years. And until now, until the conclusion of 40 years, they didn't have this recognition. So upidish adayemazehu advad bakhlalke bakhal mokim that the taitch of adayemazeh means including today. Like always in Taira. Ad means and including today as well. Vayna makbid. So until today is not makbid. Avul mikan veilach yakbid. Mikan veilach meaning after this. Only after this David will begin being particular because there's higher expectations of you. So that answers the Pshara Vadayemazeh. And also <coughs> and also Sipur the Muhammad Sikhan Vaik. The Torah says the story of the victory over Sichon and Aik. It actually is a continuation to what it says before. It's not talking about, like, the, according to the first shot, the transition from being in the Midbar into nature where they conquered the land. No, it's talking about the Nisim. And the message over here is, there's higher expectations, you have the ability to recognize the greatness of the miracles, and therefore I'm warning you to live up to this high kaychis that Hashem is giving you and to keep the bris. Completely different message that Moshe Rabbein is saying according to this. That's the second shot. But now that Rebbe points out the difficulties with the second shot, Yod, Zakter Rebbe, Al Pizem, Muvam, Ashib, Perizem, Moisif, Rashi, Vigaymer. 
So now, before actually we get to the difficulties, which the Rebbe will explain in the next paragraph, first the Rebbe explains this diuk here, why, when the Rebbe brings the first pshat of Rashi, Yushmartam is divri abris hazois, that Moshe Rabbein is warning Eden about the future, that they should keep the bris, he does not write the word vegaimer. But in the second pshat, Rashi brings the word vegaimer. Mashenkem bepirish adishin. So what's going on over here? Lepirish ha'alaf. What's the theme of Moshe Rabbeinu's words according to the first pshat? Moshe is concerned of the possibility that Eden will rebel against the Ebeshter. Because they'll enter into nature and they'll say, and they'll rebel. All the details that are mentioned in the Pasuk Shmartim are not really relevant to that main point. The main point there is, keep the bris, don't rebel. That's, so therefore Rashi doesn't say Vegaimer. There is rebelling by Yivetu and Moshe Rabbein is saying Shmartim, keep the bris. But according to the second shot, there's something else going on over here. Here, Moshe Rabbeinu's message is that the Eden are on a higher level, there's higher expectations, they have a greater understanding of what Abish is giving them, the depth. Now, the is going to be very particular. Over here, the details that's mentioned later in the Pasuk is very relevant. And you will fulfill it. You understand what the Ebesh is giving you, so you have to fulfill in a more meticulous way. And understand and see with the wisdom, the greatness of the Ebesh. Because over here, the theme according to the second shot is that the Yidin have a higher level of understanding, so there's greater expectations. So over here, Rashi says, here the details that are mentioned on the Pasik fit in very well with this second pshat that there's a higher expectation of Yidin. So this is the, uh, the two pshatim of Aaron Rashi. So what's the difficulties with the second pshat? These words are not answered according to the second shot. They're completely extra. The change of what happens, that now there's a higher expectation, because after 40 years they understand the greatness of the Ebishter. That didn't happen. There's not, nothing happened today. It's after the whole time period of 40 years. So what, what happened now when they arrived at this place? Those words are totally extra. Either way, why are we putting these words right here? The miracles mentioned before that happened for 40 years, and the next that happens of Sichem Vayig. There's an interruption here of these words. So this is, these are two very strong questions. According to the second shot, this is not addressed at all. These are totally extra words. So therefore, this is only brought as a second pshat. And the first pshat, with the difficulties that there are in them, but still it's closer to the pashat pshat. Okay, so this concludes the pshat and the Arab's explanation of the two pshatim and Rashi, how it fits in the flow of the psukim, the relative problems that each one of the pshatim have. And you can see over here two different approaches into what Moshe Rabbeinu was, the new message Moshe Rabbeinu was telling Yidin. Is Moshe Rabbeinu turning to Yidin and saying, I see you now in such, such a high level, but I'm concerned. You know, what's going to happen in the future? Is that what it is? Or is it the opposite? That Moshe Rabbeinu says, we have higher expectations of you. I see how great you are. I see how much Hashem gives you and there's higher expectations. And I want you to live up to those expectations. It's two different approaches. And Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to Yidin before he passes away. Let's see how Pichsidus, what the Rebbe says. Pirish Aleph. 
the first pshat, Mevayra Hechrech Lahakeres Chazdek Baruch Kanal, speaks about how important it is to recognize the Eibushtiz's kindness. Gamba Nisim Shekva Hurgulabem Venasa Keteva, even those things that as you are accustomed to and become part of nature. And Vedafka De Akarazu Bolad Ludovic Bakadish Baruch. This is what will bring you to become one with Hashem. There's another diak here that Rebbe says, we can understand. Rashi says, In the Pasuk it uses the Ebesh's name, Yudke Vavke Havaya, but Rashi says, What's the difference? The Ebesh's name refers to the fact that he's above nature. Time does not exist. Hakadosh Baruch Hu Pirushay, but the term Hakadosh Baruch Hu in Chassidus it explains means as follows: Hakadosh means Mashakadosh Amuvdu Menoyelimus, the fact that Eibush is higher than the worlds. But Baruch Meloshen Amshacha, the term Baruch besides being blessed means that we draw down the Eibush there Nimshach Lamata B'Teichelimus. It's talking about the fact that Eibush functions and does things within nature. We're talking about the Abish's kindness and greatness that enters into the world. And this is where you have to recognize the Abish's greatness within nature. Similar in the next Prashi, what does he say? Moshe Rabbeinu says, I see an indication that you are, want to be one with the Abish. And they, we call the Abish Mokkain. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I see from your demand that you recognize the greatness of the Ebeshter in the space of the world. And you want to be connecting to the Ebeshter even here within the world, even here there's a Dveikus. That was what Moshe Rabbeinu saw in the Yidin. And that's why he's warning them for the future that they should maintain this. When they go into Eretz Yisrael, actually being in nature, they should continue seeing this and, and uh, having the same dveikas of the Ebeshter. Ulam, so however, calls man shah Yisrael ba midbar, as long as Yidin are in the midbar, lehoyim makim kolkach l'nesoyim v'hedera akara d'chaz d'kadosh baruchu. The challenge and the, the test of not seeing the Ebeshter's chesed isn't that great. Avo based nisosim l'oretz. Once you enter into Eretz Yisrael, Eretz nishavas, Settled land, Posakaman Vukhulu, there's no more man, the Hishilu Bikibish Oratsu Besaskas bin Yan Elam Bhlal or Bidar Bidarkiateva. So here Yidn are occupied with nature. Here there's a much bigger possibility that Yidn will rebel. So Lachain, his Mesha Shmartmas Divri Habris Hazais, that you should keep the bris, the covenant. And here the Rebbe's Madaik, the word bris. Although there'll be a big concealment on your connection to the Ebeshter while you're in nature. Your connection should be a connection of a bris. The concept of a bris is used when you want to go beyond reason and logic. When you want to make a connection, that reason and logic will not stop or weaken it, so that's what a bris is all about. That's how you could break the covering and the Helen Behester of the world and even after they enter into Eretz Yisrael. That's the warning of Shmartim as a bris. But the Rebbe goes a step weiter. It's not, not, not just Kabbalah soil. There's more to this. The question still remains. There is the concealment of nature. On the godly revelation in the world. How could you break out of this concealment and connect to godliness. So true, he explained this Kabbalah soil, that Yidin will be dedicated to Teirah and Mitzvahs with Kabbalah soil, but to actually connect to Elokos and to feel godliness, to be Dovok, how do you break out of that Helen Vahester? So 
So here is the second shot of Rashi as a continuation to the first shot of Rashi, which is that the Ebesh is empowering Yidin. And the Ebesh is saying, I've given you the recognition and the understanding to be able to continue this. At the end of the 40 years, before Yidin entered according to the nature the Ebesh creates, so the Ebesh empowers Yidin to see the depth of the Ebesh. And this gives an extra energy to their Aveda. To see and understand and see the Ebesh in everything that you do. To give you the depth of comprehension and godliness. The Pasuk says, To see and appreciate the depth and the greatness of all the details of all the mitzvahs that you do. The ad, in the, another hint in call is, that you should sense godliness and everything that you do should be for the Abish's sake. So the point, the message of the second Rashi is that there is the Kabbalah soil that we see in the first shot of Rashi that is necessary in, in a case of uh, nature and the Helen Vahester. But besides that, the Abishah will give you the power. The Abishah is giving you the Koyach to also feel and connect, Lev Lodas, to be able to recognize and understand the greatness of the Abishah even within this uh, Helen Vahester. So this is the flow and the connection of the two Pshatim of Rashi. It's, it's two po- po- points that are very important of how to connect to the Abishter in this time period. On one hand, there's the Koyach that the Abishter gives you to break out of the Halavasta. And, and to recognize the greatness of the Abishter. In other words, not to deal with nature with Kabbalah, but to actually break out of the Halavasta. And to recognize the greatness of the Ebishter here in nature. How is this? How which is Yidia and Chachma, by the revelation that the Ebishter gives you, the Ebishter empowers Yidin to break out of the nature, to break out of the hell and Behester. That's on one hand. But on the other hand, though, that's not enough. In order that this should be the way it should, the way, the way it's expected, so you have to have the foundation of Kabbalah Sayyid, which is emphasized in the first Pshat of Rashi. To keep the bris, as the Rebbe said, bris means Kabbalah Sayyid. Even when you'll be in a situation where the hell of a will be very strong and you didn't break out of it. And there's a concern that you're going to rebel. But the Kabbalah's oil that a Yid has, that keeps you beyond reason and logic, keep the bris, to keep the Kabbalah's oil, no matter what the situation is. So the point over here is, it's a blend of both of these things. There has to be the foundation, the solid foundation of Kabbalah's oil, regardless of what happens, you shouldn't budge from your connection to the Ebishter. But at the same time, the Ebishter also empowers you to break out of the Hell and Vasta, to be able to appreciate and see Gilei Lekos, even in nature. That's the flow of the two Pirushim of Rashi. The Rebbe brings up another theme over here, another inyan that we could see from Rashi. Oid inyan beyenishaltera, another point of Chassidus that we could see in this Rashi. The Pirushim al Atayda case of Rashi. Rashi's language here is another moment I'll save daite v'chokmas mishnasei. A person does not fully understand the depth of the das and the chokma of the teachings of his teacher. Rashi adds the word tvunasai. So, what's the change? 
the Gamma Remes because of the Chol Pratamela. Where we see in the Pasik these details, whether it's Das, Chachme, Tvuna. So the Rebbe explains. Vabir Bezeh. Lev Lodas, a Nayim Lidois, was Nayim Lishmoya. There are three things mentioned in the Pasik. Heim, a Gimel Moichen Chachme Bina Das. Those are the three details of Chachme Bina Das. Lirois, Moicha Chachme. Chachme is seeing. Shein Yonari Yisena Seich. When a person sees a flash, a point, not the details, but he sees that, that opening, that discovery of Chachma, that's Lirais. L'shmoya, maya chabina. Concept of hearing refers to the Bina, where you take apart the details. Shmi, malash navana, you hear, you understand, you dissect, you get all the particular details, that's when you hear something. And Ladas, of course, is maya chadas, and then das, as it's explained in Chesidus, in Tanya Gimel, what das is about, you take it, you apply it, you connect, that's maya chadas. When you learn something, is bina. So Rashi and his Pirush is hinting to all three details here that the Pasuk says. There's another Diyak here, Rashi says the end or like the purpose, the point or the depth of his Das. What's the end? What's the purpose of all of this comprehension of the greatness of the that you now you can understand? That it should lead to action. That it should change your behavior. That's where Rashi uses the term which means a comprehension and applying it that it actually hits the spot that you actually change your behavior. Having a conclusion that leads to action. That's the pshat of Saif This is all Rashi Alatayra. Here Rashi says, that the Ebishta hasn't given you Tvunosai, and Rashi skips Chachma. Why? The Gemara, Mefashna Kosov Gama Moshe Rabbeinu. You look in the Gemara, it speaks about this Pasik also referring to Moshe Rabbeinu himself. That he also didn't have this kind of appreciation of the Ebesh until after 40 years. And regarding Moshe, you cannot say that until that point, Moshe Rabbeinu did not have the level of Chachma. Moshe Rabbeinu is the personified That's what he represents. As it's explained elsewhere, the Rebbe explains by Arichas, Moshe Rabbeinu is Chachma. So therefore Rashi says that the level that Moshe Rabbeinu attained after 40 years was only regarding Seif Daitoi which is Binem Das, but not regarding Chochmeh. That's a level that Moshe Rabbeinu has all the time.